HD Smartcast. You are listening to an HD Smartcast original. What drives us today? I'm sure it's not money anymore. It's innovation, creativity, empathy, and inclusivity. These are some of the words we come across in the corporate world today. But who are these people who are responsible for such a drastic change and how did they come to these life altering conclusions Let's find out on HT Smartcast leadership lessons I'm your host Swati and continuing my journey of 18 years I'll be talking to the best thought leaders CEOs and top managers to understand how they build their teams companies solutions and themselves Like me if you wish to nurture the hidden leader in yourself Tune into this HT Smartcast original. Today we have with us Thomas Kalner, the chief storyteller of GE Reports. Thomas will teach us how to tell stories, especially when it comes to business, because by the end of the day, we're just made up of atoms. We're all stories, and so storytelling for us is universal. Welcome to HT Smartcast Leadership Lessons. We're happy to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's a great honor. It's like when I was just going through it's been 100 years of GE storytelling. So, why such a global high-tech industrial company would actually get into storytelling and how has been the journey of 100 years been for you? If you can just throw some light on that. Well, Swati, stories have been around for thousands of years. That's how we shared information where we still gather around campfires. before there was literature uh before there was science before there was electricity uh before there was the internet of course and it is really the most powerful way to share news to communicate information in fact if you talk to a neuroscientist the brain is wired for a story we respond to it automatically there have been studies where they ask kids to remember 10 things and when the kids put them in a story sequentially they actually retained most of the information so we are really not we are just reinventing the wheel we are going to the source and we are using the story to really communicate what GE engineers what the people around the company around the world are doing and they they are really amazing things Uh, if we talk about what was the inspiration i'm sure you know because as you said the storytelling has been existent you know from the starting of uh, humanity so uh, if you have to define for me what would be the inspiration why the storytelling from g would come through where it's a tech company so the beginning is really interesting and it actually didn't come from the company it came from a journalist and he was a gentleman named chester lang he worked at a newspaper in upstate new york state that's where GE was based 100 years ago and he was receiving these press releases from GE and he could sense that they were really interesting i mean they were about things they were changing the world right back then GE was working on radio on television it's kind of like imagine that facebook sends you a press release and saying we are working on this network that's going to connect everyone except it was really deeply in the weeds there were these big words it was very technical he, it was really took him a really a long time to figure out what the company as was actually trying to say so he was a very an enterprising journalist and he said hey uh maybe they would employ me so he actually went to GE mm-hmm. this is in 1920 and he pitched himself and he said hey uh if you hire me i'll make sure that the stories that 
you want to be printed in the media that you want the world to know are going to be fashioned in the way that the journalists, but also the audience, the readers will respond to. And that was really the genesis of of the GE reports and the GE storytelling operation. It was called GE News back then. The stories were always there. It was just really bringing them out of the ground. Yes, the narration for the people because uh, most of the times the information which has to be disseminated, if it's not done in a way which is interesting, if it's not done in a way, you know, where people can gather and imbibe all of it, I think it goes for a waste. And that's where I think GE has been playing a big role of getting the right information in the right way to the people. Um, 100 years is like a big time. And I don't know what it feels like because 100 days to me feels like huge. So I don't know 100 years. So there's a journey behind. What were the best lessons that, uh, you know, you would have learned from your uh, the people who've, you know, taking the journey down to you? And you've been there for 10 years yourself mm-hmm. at that role where you've been the chief storyteller. So uh, maybe some experiences, some things that you would want to share with us. Well, Swati, first thing I have to tell you that I'm really standing on a really broad shoulders. Uh, some of the people who came before me yeah. included Kurt Vonnegut Jr., this famous American novelist, and also Ronald Reagan. Believe it or not, Ronald Reagan, uh, after he stopped being a Hollywood actor and before he became a U.S. president, was a GE storyteller, going to GE factories and recording interviews uh, with the workers and asking them about the latest innovation. For example, today I'm sitting at the uh, John F. Welch Technology Center in Bangalore. There's a really a lot of innovation happening. Reagan would come to places like this one, interview the workers, and then GE, because GE owned NBC, a TV network, they would put it on TV. It's sort of, it's me like being, going Facebook Live, right? It's not the equivalent, but basically it's the same thing that we are doing today. The lessons that I've learned are that number one, Every publication, every uh, any any media site has to feel like a community, right? It has to be gathered around a certain idea. That's why you attract. Why, that's why people go there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a subscriber of the fact that you just pay for content for distribution. You push it in front of people. Yeah. I want to produce content that people actually want to consume. That tells them something new. Yes, it is a GE content, but it's a content that actually makes them smarter, makes them, allows them to make better decisions. That's number one. And number two is really subscribing to the basic formula of storytelling. And again, it goes back to the beginning of what we talked about, those campfires. It's every story has to have a protagonist. Yes. Every story has to have some type of a challenge that the protagonist is trying to solve. Yes. And then there has to be an outcome. They, they, either they succeed or they fail or they learn something. And if they fail, they learn something from that journey. Yes. And this applies to our personal stories. Yes. Like when you come home or when I come home, I tell my wife, you won't believe what happened to me today. I'm the protagonist. And the, what happened to me today is the problem, is the challenge. You know, I stepped into something or, uh, you know, I banged my head onto something. Yeah. And um, and then there is the outcome. And so the same thing is the reason why GE is in business is because our customers have problems and they come to us and say, GE, please come 
help us solve this problem. Or the planet has a problem. We have a problem with with global warming, with climate change. Well, that's a big problem that a lot of companies, a lot of people are trying to solve, including GE. So these are the elements, these are the ingredients that we are in India. These are the spices that need to be in uh, in good content. Yes, very much. Actually, this reminds me of, um, you know, how storytelling is important in business. Uh, last week, we were just doing some presentations for planning for the year. And I was just trying to put some thoughts together as to, you know, how the business would grow and, uh, you know, how to plan up the things. And my boss comes and tells me, Swati, where is the story? You've not really, you know, taken this from the starting till the end. So I can just relate, you know, how to actually. So even to get the right information out to the right kind of people, you got to have a story beginning and an end and kind of weaved it together so that it comes across nice. So I can, uh, you know, totally relate to it. You know, how storytelling is actually changing lives and getting the right information. Interesting. I have been uh, looking at that. Anyways, GE for me is there in anybody's and everybody's life at all times. Everybody has experienced the technologies and, you know, uh, the kind of the work GE has been doing. So what are the different areas which are of interest and uh, the different reports that you've been doing? Uh, healthcare, aviation and the other things. So what would be those core areas for you? So we are really covering, we are covering all of these businesses, as you mentioned, aviation, yeah. healthcare and energy. Yeah. But um, what we are trying to do is, yes, there is this illustrious past. You know, for example, I'm sure you didn't know that Steven Spielberg's dad used to work for GE building computers, that he built one of the, some of the first computers that actually was the precursor to the computers that eventually led to the Internet. Or the GE executive was head of NASA during the first moon landing. I mean, these are amazing things that happened in the past. And they're great and we tell our readers about it. But we really flip the camera into the future because that's where the future of the company also lays. Yeah. And we want to talk about big topics like precision health, like diagnostics, instead of, you know, giving a patient, the, yeah. it's all the patients, the same drugs. You know, some doctors, some patients respond to different, different drugs, different treatments. So this is called precision healthcare. And GE is really active in, in it using data analytics, AI to really uh, fig, helping doctors figure out these issues. Uh, sustainable aviation, you know, how do we make, how do we take carbon out of aviation? And again, that comes to hydrogen, hydrogen flight, more efficient jet engines and so on. And the energy transition, that's perhaps the biggest task. How do we bring more renewables online? You know, I have a daughter, she's 18 years old, she's in college, and she would love to see a wind turbine everywhere. She would love to see like only a renewable electricity online. But I tell her, you know, darling, the wind doesn't blow all the time. What are you going to do then? So there are engineers inside GE who are trying to figure out that very problem. How do you bring in renewables like the sun, which doesn't shine at night, as we all know? Yeah. Wind, it doesn't always blow. And make sure that it comes on the grid and the grid comes renewable and reduce the, reduce the emissions and solve, help us solve that big challenge, the back problem that we need for a story. Yeah which is the climate change. Again, very future focused uh, story. And then there is a fourth element of stories, what's four types of stories that we tell. Um, and that is focusing on the business. 
So how does GE make biz- make money and how does GE deliver for investors? And it is something that you would probably, uh, you know, read in a business newspaper, in The Economist. You know, before I came to GE, I spent yeah. eight years as a staff writer at Forbes in New York. So um, I that's that, that's the type of stories that are very near and dear to me. In fact, I was just uh, today I was had a discussion with a colleague about innovation and how innovation is not only about delivering better technology, but also delivering value, mm. both for the customer, but also for the company. Uh, Thomas, I've read a lot of reports that uh, you've published and all of them, I can see that you uh, are either uh, writing them, contributing. So I would just want to understand more. What would your role at uh, GE as a storyteller entail? What all uh, would it include? So Swati, we are a very lean organization. We produce a lot of content relatively. We produce about five stories a week, five to six stories a week. We produce videos Mm -hmm. uh, and we help other partners produce podcasts as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, But really the role encompasses uh, the publishing part, the the storytelling part, but also the publishing part and the strategic part. So yes, you know, for example, this week I am in Bangalore and I'm helping the local team tell this wonderful story uh, about a factory that makes medical devices for a medical imaging machines for the entire world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's only staffed by women. So it's an all women factory that's just opening up here in wow. Bangalore. Really an incredible story. But uh, so that's the most sort of I'm wearing the reporting hat. But mm-hmm. I'm also a publisher. So I have to figure out the best distribution platforms. How do we get this content in front of the right audiences? Mm-hmm. And how do we get the most audiences? How do we generate engagement? You know, media used to be a lot in the beginning it was about search right Mm. the internet online media was about search then it became about social everybody wanted a viral story so we were pumping a lot of money for paid Mm. right now it's about relationships yes we want relationships with our with our audiences so i have to give them the right types of stories so figuring out how to do that what are the best platforms Mm -hmm. what are the new platforms which platforms gather what kind of audiences and then I have to slide why obviously I have a team so we have to slice and dice the stories because the stories are the hardest to get but then we have to fashion it and fine-tune them for the right channels for the right audiences Mm -hmm. so they would really get out so it is really a broad spectrum and uh, I can tell you being in Bangalore I hardly sleep because I'm done here and then I have to deal with uh, stuff with publishing stuff and editorial stuff that comes over from the US. Mm-hmm. But it's also a super exciting work and you really learn the whole span of the media. So when you're coming over to Bangalore, question for you. Are you coming over to Delhi? Please do visit us in our studios. I will be there to meet you. Would love to see you. So. I would love. Thank you so much. I've never been to Delhi. And uh, and thank you for much for the invitation. I would love to see you. Sure. Um, while listening to you, uh, you've been mentioning stories. Uh, I would love to know any more uh, episodes of stories you would want to talk about. You're talking about uh, the story in Bangalore. The other thing for my listeners, I would want to say... Uh, it's not just somebody is narrating or publishing these stories. A lot goes behind. And if you would have heard Thomas talking about it, he's wearing a reporting hat. 
he is uh, editing the content he is putting the pieces of communication together so when you see a report or a story in front of you it is just not the content that you see there a lot of hard work and blood and sweat goes behind and uh, again the authenticity to the whole content comes only when these all things are kind of put in together so thanks to that thomas for all the work that you've been doing uh, for g reports and getting the right information to our people so that it helps them uh, get to know the world and g better okay so um some stories if you would want to talk about uh, that are close to your heart in your journey of 10 years if some episodes you would want to share with us I already mentioned Steven Spielberg's father Arnold. Mm-hmm. And this was probably one of the most fascinating stories. I knew that GE was manufacturing computers back in the 50s and in the 60s. And so I knew also knew that they wrote they built the computer that was used to build the computing language BASIC, mm-hmm. which basically everybody including Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak all these uh, superheroes of the Silicon Valley and of our digital age on which they learned to program mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't know that his um that Arnold Spielberg was involved and so we wrote the story and believe it or not an executive at the company mm-hmm. received a letter from Steven Spielberg saying I read the story and I wanted to let you know that my dad actually worked on that computer So when I saw that letter, when I saw that letter, the letter got to me. I was mm-hmm. doubly excited. Number one, that Steven Spielberg reads GE reports. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how it got to him. And number two is that I am really I was determined mm-hmm. to get to speak with Arnold. And so we wrote a second, uh, another follow up of the story, and uh, we interviewed Arnold. Mm-hmm. We actually Steven Spielberg remembered. going to a GE factory uh where his father worked when he was a boy so he gave us a quote mm-hmm. about sort of what it felt like in the 50s he basically he said he didn't understand anything mm-hmm. what his dad was working on these computers ones and zeros obviously it ended up changing the world but then we also traveled down to California mm-hmm. and we shot a video interview with uh Arnold Spielberg And it was really like walking down the memory lane of yeah. uh, of the digital age. Yeah. Now, I told you that we tell stories about the future, not about mm. the past, primarily. Mm. Now, mm. this is obviously a gem from mm. the past. Mm. But also, today, GE has a business called GE Digital. Mm. And it's really the internet for mm. machines. It's the, the industrial internet of things. Yeah. Everything is getting digitized. You know, we talk about sustainability. GE makes software that mm-hmm. allows airline operators to reduce the optimize their the ways they fly so they would burn the least amount of fuel. Mm-hmm. Uh they are optimizing power generation in healthcare. You know, their software is helping doctors with better diagnostics. So again, yes, we had this really cool story in the past, but we were able to flip it and look at the future. And so this is really this entire this arc of mm-hmm. scientific history or engineering history. Those are the stories that really excite me that I find something really interesting in the past and I'm able to trace it to the present and to the future or sometimes vice versa. I find something yeah. in the present something that they're working on and then i 
And then I realized, hey, you know, we actually worked on that way in the past. Yeah, I can tell you, if I may, you know, planes are now being made out of carbon fiber composites, basically plastics that are tougher and but lighter than steel. Mm. Well, guess what? Who invented, who came up with the first carbon fiber? Thomas Edison. And the first carbon fibers were in the very first light bulbs. I didn't know that. Yeah. But when I did the history on trying to find out on who invented carbon fiber, I was really surprised that, in fact, it was the GE founder. So I think that's been the journey. I think earlier you used to kind of publish the reports and now everything is online. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how I think digitization has been accepted in GE, the way you're actually delivering the content and podcasting is, again, a digital format of delivering to people. Um if we actually decipher it for the listeners, uh, what would be the first step to uh, telling impactful stories? What would be the first thing when somebody has to think what to deliver? What would be uh, their uh, stepping stone? Learn the field. Learn what you're going to write about. I sit my from my position in New York inside mm-hmm. G Corporate. But mm-hmm. Swati, let me tell you, there are no stories at G Corporate. They are just desks and computers. Mm-hmm. The stories are in Bangalore. Uh, the stories are in Dubai. The stories are in Greenville, North Carolina. Where make, you have to go there and then you have to spend some time with the people. You have to talk to them. You have to talk to the executives. You have to talk to the workers and find out. What is it that what is it? What are the challenges, the problems that yeah. you're trying to solve? Why are your customers basically you asking why are you in business? Mm. Make your case for me, make a pitch for me. And then you once you know that, once you understand it, you start to, to go through the information and try to really fashion a good story. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, focus on quality. One high quality story every two weeks is better than 10 stories every day. Honestly, the information uh, pipeline, as you know, Mm. you and I are inundated and all of our friends with information. But guess what? There's only there's still 24 hours. So while the amount of information that's coming at us increased a thousand X or whatever the number is, Mm -hmm. uh, we still have the same amount of time, maybe less. And so you have to write stories that really, truly break through. And the people who set us, and someone sets aside an hour to read, Mm. watch videos, whatever, consume content, you have to produce content that's good enough that gets into that hour, that people actually pull it in. That's what I talk about, those relationships. People tune out content that's pushed in front of them. The attention span is too less. Yes. Uh, We've been talking about content, Thomas. So what would your suggestion be to the brands who want to get into authentic storytelling? Uh, What are those few things they should keep in mind from creating a story uh, for them? The way I view stories, Mm -hmm. I see stories as as transactions Mm -hmm. where the viewer, the audience Mm -hmm. is paying me with their time and I'm paying them back with a piece of information Mm-hmm. that they can use, that they find useful. Mm. And uh, that is always the, the primary element. I am not interested in producing content for content's sake. And it really comes to the, you know, what I mentioned already when mm-hmm. we discussed quality. 
So it, they have to be stories that are truly engaging, but also these are these these have to be stories that are connected to a certain yeah. idea. Uh, you know, GE has this uh, has this purpose statement: uh, mm-hmm. "We rise to the challenge to build a world that works." Mm-hmm. And I think that every story that we publish, or I I strive to make mm. sure that every story that we publish is infused with this idea. And guess what? There are many other people besides GE mm. who are who want to contribute to building a world that works. That's an overarching idea that GE is put on as its creed, as its purpose, mm-hmm. but other people subscribe to it. And this creed allows me to create a community with content that really attracts a lot of people. And I would really um, suggest the same thing to other brands. Really, the first thing they should do is to ask themselves, what is your purpose? Mm. Why do you exist? Mm. And then go out and try to find the stories, the best stories that really illustrate that purpose. Completely agree. And there's one thing which comes to my mind when I hear this. Most of the times it's difficult for the content creators to actually differentiate between the purpose and what their interests may be. Because a lot of time that line gets blurred. Uh, they they want to write something which may not be of interest because that's something they feel is right for the brand. Uh, that's what they feel should be communicated. But to an audience sitting outside, it may not be as interesting. So that balance is something I think which will strive to be a good uh, storytelling uh, for the content creators uh, which they'll have to walk through. Um how over the years has uh, good storytelling evolved uh, in the market, uh, Thomas? Uh, I think, you know, obviously people will be familiar with the power of, uh, with the tools that we have of digital media. I mean, that I think is the biggest change mm-hmm. of what we can do, what we can do from our homes, like what we are doing right now. Mm-hmm. You know, what we are doing right now would be basically impossible uh, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. I mean, you know, you would need a big production team for this. I hear I'm sitting in a conference room in front of a computer. Uh, there's new media platforms coming up every day. Mm. And so part of my job, and then sort of the innovation, you know, it's the public, it's the content, publishing strategy mm. and innovation mm. is really figuring out how to use these platforms. Mm-hmm. You know, my kids, for example, got on something that's called Be Real. It's like Instagram, but you can't stage anything. You just have to basically take the picture within 90 seconds when Be Real tells you take the picture. Mm. And uh, so, you know, I mean, obviously I join in because I want to be connected to my kids. But number two, the next thought was, how can, can I use this for my 4G reports? And uh, so really there is a ton of innovation that's happening in the media space. Mm. And that is super exciting. That's where the change is. And our job is really to figure out what that innovation is and how we can use it. And then there is a deeper level underneath. And I already mentioned that in the past. Mm. And it's really the evolution of the entire media space and the relationship with audiences. I think that evolution of what we are seeing right now, what's happening, the new media companies that are coming up, Mm-hmm. Uh, that is super exciting. And I would uh, suggest to your listeners, uh, your viewers, Swati, to really pay attention of, to the new media companies that are coming up right now, because those are people who are really innovating and trying to figure out what the media space is going to be about for the mm-hmm. next 10 years. 
I think uh, today uh, audio visual because everywhere the new digital medias that you're using, you're kind of using both your senses, and it's making the information going through faster than what it was earlier. That's how I look at when I'm being in an audio space, and uh, we do have a lot of video content being there. So somebody who's gathering the information is gathering is faster because two of your senses are working. That's that's the layman mm-hmm. language that I understand yeah. it to be. Finally, important in the last question, and I think by the end. end of this answer i will be a certified storyteller in the sense my boss will not come and tell me later swati it doesn't flow in a fashion put it in a story let yeah. it flow to people <laughs> so finally what does it take to be a good storyteller thomas i think uh, you know you have to be curious curiosity is the most important ingredient yeah. try to learn i live my personal motto is to learn something new every day so that's what i live Same by here. so So be curious, be willing to learn and always try to do your best. Always try to do your best. And uh some of the stories they want I've produced many stories that were duds. But you know what? You can always come back. You can always come back. That's also the beauty of the internet and online publishing that if your story doesn't get any traction and nobody reads it, you can take another stab at it and try and and try it again and maybe it will work out the next time agree to err is human quality is the king be curious be inquisitive and that's how you learn to be a good storyteller thank you so much thomas that was a experience in itself to hear from you who's been telling stories for a while now good 10 years I'm sure my listeners have taken away a lot of inputs, takeouts from the whole thing, and thank you so much for joining me on HT Smartcast Leadership Lessons. Thank you so much, Thomas. Swati, you were amazing, and thank you so much for having me. And uh, thank you to your audience for tuning in and for listening, because I hope they learned something useful. Thank you so much. Tune in again for the next episode. Here we say goodbye. Take care. Bye. That is it for now. I hope this episode on Nishti Smartcast Leadership Lessons will lead you into a better future. If you have any questions or requests, reach out to me. I'm Swati Garg from Fever on LinkedIn. To get featured on this podcast, write to us at podcast at the rate hindustantimes.com. To stay updated on my podcast, follow us at Nishti Smartcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. To listen. to more such podcast log on to htsmartcast.com or suno nay nazariye se this was an hd smartcast original hd smartcast